Hello folks, how are you doing everyone? Today I have a live chat with Russell White, with my rival from Ireland and we'll have a great discussion about what is happening now uh, in the triathlon life, about the training, about anything you want to ask, you, you're free to ask, but first um, I will give you some instructions, first we will we will do some 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 conversation and on the end when we will lose uh, up a conversation uh, we will we will use your your questions to to answer and get get the flow going so yeah so be ready and i'm just waiting for the invitation from from russell okay here we go hello here is the big guy. How you doing? How are you? How are you doing, brother? Yeah, very good. How is your collarbone? Yeah, it's good. Um, it'll be eight weeks on Sunday, so I got an X-ray. Do you have a? Yeah. Yeah. I I have, a... Do you have a plate there? No, no, no operation. Um, I guess. Okay. It, it was sitting quite good, and then. A lot of the doctors just didn't want any sort of non-emergency operations with okay. everything in minutes. So, but it's healed yes. really good. So, it's healing very good. Last X-ray was sort of eighty percent healed at six and a half weeks. So, I was pretty happy with that. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. How are you doing anyway? How yeah, is your life good. now? Back home, Enjoy. you said. When we were writing each other, you said that it's very nice to be uh, in this time of the year home and don't don't be too stressful. Yeah, about perfect. about Olympics and really really enjoy the really the the home, hey. Yeah, um, the past couple of years I haven't been back home at this time of year. Like I know if everything had been going well, we'd maybe have done Bermuda a few weeks ago and been traveling at training camps so um it's actually been nice to come back home and the weather's been amazing the past couple of weeks which makes it even better not that i've been getting out much but at least yeah. it's not depressing being stuck inside being wet and rainy but um yeah it's nice to i heard i've been away sort of I guess training with you and different things over the winter and you just thought you were going to race weekend after weekend that actually have this opportunity. I feel bad sometimes saying that I'm enjoying it, but um... yeah, exactly. That I I feel the same actually because people for sure is uh, struggling uh, oh, yeah. both ways uh, with the whole thing, but also economically and mm -hmm. and pretty. It sounds pretty stupid that we we enjoying to be home. And uh, it must be it must be different for you, especially seeing the little one and the wife so much more. Yeah. Than getting that chance yeah. to spend so much time together when you were going yeah, to be exactly actually i was i was thinking about it that since uh grand canaria i left that i supposed to travel like four or five months and i just about i would be just about to going home from uh from mid of november or february yeah so i wouldn't see my my kids my 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 child 
for three and a half months or something that it would be it would be pretty crazy mentally but yeah i'm actually enjoyed that that i can see her to growing and especially when she's so little mm -hmm. and she's going like every day she's changing so much so yeah the yeah, same and are you are you are you seeing your your yeah. how is how do you say Matthew, no. Are you with your sister? Are you no. with your sister? You can't see her. She's in Scotland at the minute, so. Ah, okay. Yeah, and then, but it's the same as her. She's been able to, and even her husband, to be able to spend so much time with the kids, and it's just it's so new and it's amazing. But um, she's actually a qualified doctor, and it's the end okay. of maternity tomorrow. So she's been off okay. for over a year and to go back to start working. Is she, is she starting working tomorrow? Tomorrow, first time after over a year. So that's going to be tough. Cross fingers. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy, crazy Good luck. Time. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that your, your mother also is nurse. Yeah. She's a... she, she, she started working yesterday, you said. Yeah, so yesterday she started going into care homes where it was like um, guaranteed coronavirus patients. So it's mm. all, all crazy now that, um, you know, she usually she was working in the district and just going in the houses and there was that potential, but um, nobody had tested positive at that stage that she was going to see. Okay. But then as of yesterday, yeah. she was working with those type of patients. So even at home, you know, she's just back from work now and um, she sort of stays in one half of the house and I just mm. her meals now and just cut down on um, just staying so away. So you have your half your half of house <laughs> for you? Yeah, now, now I just have to keep the house clean and do everything. So and start, but, start cooking, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Be responsible. Yeah. That's, is, uh, how long is going to take like this? Uh, separated. You don't uh, know. Well, she she wouldn't normally work in car homes, so she doesn't know how long she'll be in there for. And um, she just covering just with um, just covering the strain of on other nurses. So, um, mm. she just has to make sure okay. that two weeks after like her last visit, um, and then she'll be able to um, be like normal again. It's not like for me, she's no symptoms or nothing. It's just precautionary. But um, my granny, who's 80, um, lives next door. And then I would be helping her. Like normally my mum would have been doing groceries and, and helping cook and stuff. But because she's going into the nursing home, we can't take the risk. So I'll do all that. And it means that I'll just stay away from mum a bit more. So that there's no chance of me passing it on to my granny. Yeah, yeah. So, so you do all the shoppings now. Yeah, <laughs> have to be Good responsible. You, <laughs> yeah, fi finally we feel a little bit uh, useful for for a moment, right? Yeah, we for can once. help to to others because we are we used to that everyone helping us with the uh, with everything for the for our competition for the training and. I guess it's quite nice that we can we can help uh, give back something. Yeah, definitely. And even yeah. I, with being away so often, you sometimes come home and get spoiled. 
just because it's a novelty being home for such a short period of time. So yeah. it's nice to then actually be able to be useful <laughs> when I come home. Yeah. Yeah. How is how is Ireland? I saw some some stats. I don't know how is how is the restrictions about about shopping and stuff and if what what you can do, what you can't do. So Ireland's quite different at the minute where the north and the south are doing slightly different things. Um, so yeah. I live in the north, which is going under sort of the, the same, the rest of Britain and the UK and um, doing their lockdown measures. And then the south of Ireland mm-hmm. have slightly different. So um, I think the south of Ireland had been only allowed to go exercising with a two kilometer restriction from your house. Mm. And then just last week it's been extended to five kilometers. So it's easing off a little. And then yeah. for me in the north, I haven't been outside. I've been running outside and I, I could do as, as much as I wanted sort of exercise wise, but only one form of exercise a day. Um, I haven't been biking outside because of the collarbone until it's fully healed just because I don't want to risk anything so I've just been on Zwift on the turbo and and, but restrictions you can go it's essential travel only so the shopping Mm -hmm. and work from home if possible and then only one form of exercise a day but there's no restrictions on so don't so all the shop like like all the shops is closed during the groceries, right? Yeah, just the same. So good, so it just tends to be uh, supermarkets, really. And yeah. not other things have opened up. I've actually, I broke the collarbone sort of eight weeks ago on Sunday and came straight home from America. And I think I've actually left my house three times. Um, and that's been... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was... Uh, to get to get access and that's and, that's pretty crazy isolation, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, know I, I are you getting crazy about it? Not, not too much. Um, I live sort of in the country, and I've there's just not. I'm only maybe five minutes out of the town if I need to go for groceries and stuff. But um, okay, I currently don't have a car at the minute, and with the broken collarbone, I wouldn't have been able to drive yeah. any. So, um. Before mum had been doing a lot of the shopping, but sort of as of this week then, I'll sort of get on the insurance in the car and drive and yeah. start out a bit more because I'll have to keep the weight and train of keeping the house going. Yeah. yeah, it would be quite nice to drive around and see a little bit different scenery. <laughs> I've just been at home and thankfully the weather's been good, so it's enjoyable yeah. Yeah. I'm not sort of stuck in a like a small house in a town, not much of a garden, yeah. plenty of space to get out and about. And oh, that's yeah, great! Then about. and then with the weather being good, and I've got a dog and just just chilling and oh, nice recovering from the collarbone and starting to do a bit of training in the past couple of weeks. That's great. That's great. It's nice to hear. Yeah. yeah well, last time, last time we we saw each other was. In Gran Canaria, time we were training together, yeah, or sharing some some miles on the yeah. bike, especially and some some laps on the pool. I, I couldn't do too much running, but 
you were doing pretty good. And since that, you had a couple of races internationally, I think in South uh, South America, right? How yeah. was that trip was going? It was okay. I think actually, I'm probably got the most races out of anyone this season. I think I raced like five times. Yeah. So um, yeah. there's some some guys won't definitely won't get that many races this year. No. Where things are going, so um, it's actually nice to have a break. Obviously, not a break of collarbone, but a break from racing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I did my first race. So the situation that I was in was I'm still in the Olympic simulation, just about let's sort of the last slot, but I was trying to just increase my world ranking to get on the uh, World Cup and World Series start list. So I was racing just a couple of um, Continental Cup races, um, and I think I was top ten in all but one of them. There was a I guess Cuba was a bit bit of drama in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, I I I heard something, but not the full version. So come on, <laughs> talk 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 your your version. What's happened there on oh, the swim? I heard someone cut the course. So yeah, so the full version of Cuba. Um, it was an Olympic distance, and the swim. We had to swim to the start line, which was sort of 500 meters from the swim exit. So we swam out the deep water start and got out of the water as they started set up the start line. And the swim course was a further 500 meters to two turn boys and then a full kilometer back to the exit. So just like a sm like a, an upside down J. And, mm -hmm. But we couldn't see the, the two boys from the start line. So we knew it was mm -hmm. rough straight line, but it just slightly curved so we couldn't see them. And um, it just went out fast and everybody was just following feet. And we eventually were coming up to the boys and I was sort of on the right-hand side of the pack. And at the last minute, I just seen a few guys just dart to the right-hand side and I looked and seen that there was another swim boy. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. right everybody's aiming for boy number two. Okay. So yeah. And I seen the guys to my right shoulder just go for the first boy. For the right one. Yeah. I need to change direction quick. So I changed direction quick, got around boy one with only maybe sort of two, three people um, at the time. And then maybe further people back realized that that was boy one. But as we came around boy one and boy two, we were then so far off the pack that it mm. just ran boy two. There was many people going on the second boy? Yeah, like the majority of the field. You're talking maybe 80%. I was sort of sitting in about fourth, fifth place coming up to the boys uh, until I cut right. But I cut right. I was more or less a boy two. Oh, okay. So I nearly had to go the whole oh, the one, back to two. Yeah. The only... So... So you were you were you were second guy who was going right, like just yeah. the guy in front of you. Was, yeah. Who was it, Diego? Um, so it was Bob Haller. Um, was on my right shoulder, and he went first. And um, okay, then, then there was Diego Moya from. Um, Diego Moya, yeah, yeah. Because I saw like you and Diego Moya. Yeah, I know you are a good swimmer, so. Yeah. You should be somewhere on the front. 
Yeah. And suddenly you were you were like in the middle or something. Yeah. Backwards, right? And we would we would never have any not other race we would not have swam back on, but because then from boy two to the exit was a full kilometer and just a straight. Yeah. Um, so so far away. Yeah. So Moya went in front of me and just did a massive pull and and pulled us across, and we sort of. We're getting onto the stragglers, and then we were just gradually working the way through the draft, um, and we exited sort of just mid-pack, but it was all together at that stage, so we'd finally made it across. And we were in the pack. Mm. I guess you know, someone else had came up beside me and was like, Vic definitely cut the first boy, didn't they? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be easy race. There was only like six of us that went round, just, just finish and see what happens. So we finished. Um, I think I finished ninth overall. Um, yeah, I'd had a bit of a calf strain leading into that race, so I knew I wasn't mm. in sort of good 10k shape, but I came in ninth, um, but wasn't bothered because I I was trying to work out who had cut the um the boy out of the first yeah pack. yeah. But I knew Moya was in my pack, so and he had been in front of me for most of the run, so my aim was like I'll get in front of Moya and that'll be enough to make the podium yeah. uh, and we just crossed the line and a few of us were like everybody's cut that first swim boy and then the marshals were just sort of said uh, with no evidence what, what, yeah yeah. Um, I think it was just a, a mess yeah. there was a guy at the first boy that was recording the the footage for, for yeah. the behavior but one of the boys started moving so he put the camera down and jumped in to hold the boy so <laughs> then there was no evidence and then you're just like oh this is getting stupid and oh. so and then I guess yesterday or the day before then there was a press release that they couldn't although we made complaints and, and said names that basically the top eight um, hadn't went round, hadn't went around the, the first swim boy and then there was three, a few through the field. But I think the ITU came up with a decision that um, everybody got a certain amount of points. I don't know exactly, but maybe around eighth place. So it didn't actually affect me much. I didn't really move up. It just means that the people in front of me didn't gain points when they shouldn't have. Um, but Okay, so they, they didn't get point and but you have still the point, the same points as you have. Yeah. I, th I think they shared the points equally and it worked out at like 163 points. So everybody got points. Mm. But the crazy thing is some people then that did cut the boy that were like further down that wouldn't have got 163 points in the day ended up getting more points than they should have. But I guess it just means that the guys sort of at the top that, um, that did cheat. Um, to be fair, none of it was intentional. Like nobody did it on purpose. Mm -hmm. It was just yeah, yeah. It was let out, and it was a mistake. Yeah. Everybody followed around, but um, I I know what is it. I I sometimes going on the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> like in Dominican Republic when I was going back back to the shore, and I was going different direction, and then I realized everyone is going right, so I had yeah. to go back. Well, you sometimes have more responsibility than most people because you're usually yeah, doing that. But, but I, I'm, I'm not always sure that I should be the most responsible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I see the boy properly. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite it's quite responsibility what you're doing. I, I'm get sometimes stressed like, oh shit, am I, am I going right? Especially yeah. I remember on the Olympics I wasn't in in Rio because the it was really choppy and and the the uh, the light the light was really bright. So I was like, I, I don't know if if I should go one further up and then turn back or I don't know. So yeah, sometimes you are like, oh, I will see what's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. When when you're leading so so many of them, then yeah, it's tricky, especially when yeah. when rise or even waves or anything or yeah, waves, yeah, yeah. But are are you getting much swimming now yeah, in Slovakia I... or what's? Yeah, well, I, I'm doing a little bit of. Um in a lake swimming so it's quite cold as you can imagine but what's the temperature yeah yeah so i heard that apparently last week was like 17 degrees but this week is a little bit colder so it should be like 16 and but first time when i started uh, it was like 12 degrees Oh, wow. I did like twenty twenty five minutes, and it was it was freezing. But I I had the full full gear, you know, gloves, uh, shoes, hats on, yeah, uh, full wetsuit. So so I was I was it was quite fine. Like it's just my my face was like freezing crazy, yeah. but everything everything else was really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so I did like five times swimming and and yeah tomorrow i should do some more and i was trying like i will see maybe i want to do some big big swim uh in next few weeks so we'll see <laughs> what's a big swim in richard vargas terms yeah well well my thank you my, the, lo the longest session was like 12k okay so i would love to beat that <laughs> Just, so, just so for the, just for the fun, you know. Oh yeah, super fun. I can only imagine. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, but but the longest swim now I did like three point six k, three point seven. So that's a lot. I'm, I'm not really. I, yeah, I'm I'm not in a shape to do that. But like swim fitness. That's... Yeah, but no, nobody's so, really gonna be in swim shape. It'll be interesting. When racers come back to see what I happens think, with everybody yeah swim for i th I think for the natural swimmers like us, it will be good <laughs> yeah it it definitely helps the more natural swimmers um yeah, even though for a lot of us probably haven't spent this long out of a swimming pool in our lives, but um I think once you get the feeling back in the water um it shouldn't be too bad. As long as fitness is kept. No, you, you know, I, I didn't swim like five, six weeks or five weeks since yeah. Australia. And because I did uh, some crazy exercises I showed on my Instagram, Yeah, I felt really good. I felt really good. Like my, my ass was strong and I felt like I didn't miss nothing. I feel good. Like, of course, if I would go full gas, I, would, uh, I wouldn't swim the same time, but... 
but like by feeling i was perfect okay i felt really good the, the whole session so yeah. so it's good advice that just even yeah. even you don't get in the pool and you you keep like doing some kind of exercise visualization and just doing the same stuff that helps a lot like yeah. i know when i when i was like injured so so many times and i was just just preparing for my run and i i could go back really quick actually not not my best but but pretty close that's good and it's, uh, it's, it's quite fun yeah you had mentioned about your injury in gran canaria um is that all feel good now yeah well yeah it was since november i had yeah. a hamstring as you know and yeah in gran canaria when you when you left that was uh, like 20th of january yeah i i was just like my physio told me just 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 keep running keep exercise and running like really very little like 20 minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes just just get the cost like stronger the muscle so every week i was just like running 15 15 minutes per day and then just building up and and then on start of february i did longest longer rounds like the maximum was like 50 minutes and i did some sessions before india i actually actually i did some session and i felt pretty good on the on the track I was really yeah. running quite quite good times and then i was going to india and as you as you know the story in india it was it was very crazy so yeah they we just we just we just we were really surprised that they changed for the duathlon because they before the we were on the familiarization and yeah the base was like a little bit rough but like nothing compared to mululaba or uh, miyazaki just just the standard yeah. waves but what the crazy thing was that we supposed to swim uh, 750 meters one way, one boy, okay. and then turn back. And it was like, <laughs> that, that's, that sounds pretty crazy. And day before, lots of, uh, lots of Indian athletes get, get joined yeah. for the race. And, and they had not, no uniform. They, they was just in a t-shirt and shorts, just like for running. Not they and even in the morning for the race they were like they already like looks like they already knew that it's not gonna be triathlon for sure and like I I don't want to underestimate anyone but like I would be really worried to to let them swim even 500 meters <laughs> you know and it was like 30 yeah. of them so so it it start like may may make all sense that the organization was already know that duathlon uh, triathlon will never happen. It will yeah. be always duathlon. So that that really pissed me off. That I went to the technical delegate and like like come on like let let's talk us make make some decision like maybe we can do like short lap or something but let's do triathlon for the points we like 40 international athletes came here just to to compete triathlon no one comes yeah. here to duathlon is is nothing help us for the 
Olympic points and stuff. So, but he said he made the decision two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No discussion. And the no water, discussion. the water, the waves weren't that bad. No, we, we like I was like, please go with me there and show me. And I was with the with the Japanese. They they were there by the beach when I was yeah. going with Ladi there. And the waves was like, yes, it was waves, but not yeah. crazy. You know, Miyazaki was much, yeah. much worse. And like, wow. yeah, or, you know, or Dominican Republic, there was like proper, proper uh, big wave. But yeah, everyone can swim. So it's, it's no problem. And they said like, no, it's too dangerous. Like, what do you mean it's too dangerous? By By which conditions? Like which form so and they i was really like upset that they don't want to discuss with us anything make and even with the girls and the other thing what was crazy that uh we were running cycling and running on the same lap like everything everything was doing yeah, the same so no yeah the last and plus there was 11 laps on on the, on the bike and it was not 11 laps and there was there was no bike uh, run scenario yeah. or run bike so we were passing people on the bike while they were running on the small road and the cows was going opposite way honestly cows <laughs> bulls cars no joke and and sometimes the yeah, like a scooter, okay. some runners, yeah, some bikers, like going to work or something, I don't know. Nice. Yeah, it was like, like they want to keep us safe, but it yeah. was extreme. Plus, like, I think one hour later, the girls started and ran on the same course, like all we okay, did. So, so they were... There were like two competition was like girls running. We were cycling. Some of us was running. Then we were running. They were cycling. Cows was running. I don't know what it was crazy, man. It was like well, why I'm racing. I, I I didn't want to race. I I said we, we we tried to like block the race. Like we we gonna we gonna protest because because yeah. this is crazy, but. Of course, we didn't want to make a problems and stuff, so I was running and but this is it's really shameful that that this some parts of the people I'm not saying i I really like all the Indians. It was a great experience all Indian triathletes was really nice. they were talking with me and stuff but but the technical delegate and um the organization they they messed up big time yeah. and and I hope they will pay for it. They should never organize like the same people should never organize nothing. You should take their yeah, position like... out. Impossible. Impossible. Because like how much money you would spend, how much energy, how yeah. much preparation. I could injure myself like you and I would yeah. like finish. Finish. Because their cow was on yeah. the road. Or we, we were going opposite way with the girls or I don't know. I went there and put so much like people and me paying energy 
think accommodation and flights there, but like everything around and and they they didn't see this like a problem to to go to to cheat on us to go there for travel and they yeah, the swimming sound as if it would have been the safest part of the race. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just from the point that we would have different yeah. points, you know. And then what 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 was my... so yeah so so I so you were asking about my injury and I was talking about my race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I injured my calf, so I was going bloody to Australia and I couldn't run properly for three weeks and try to get get a little bit aqua jogging and put myself together mentally and just train whatever I can and yeah, was going to Mulaba and yeah. And um yeah, I, I tried my best and so for me it's quite good that now I can I'm going back with my running and I feel much stronger with my food so so I'm I'm doing pretty good now. Yeah, it's nice it's good good opportunity to have a rest and get the body back for you. Yeah, definitely. You... Definitely. Do do you do you think when when will be your first race? It's it's hard to know. Um I think by the time any of the racing starts like I'll be over my collarbone, I'll be just as fit as anyone else to start again, but it just I guess nobody really knows. Um It'll be interesting if it starts out sort of the end of season World Cups, but does anybody really want to head then back towards Asia after all this to start doing some races in October time? You know, it's it's interesting now that Mm. the Grand Final has already been cancelled. They're like, the World Series is... Yeah, I know. There's not going to be a World Series. And then, then... they're talking about opportunities and but if they start doing World Cups, the top World Series guys are going to want to start racing at some point this year. So if there's only World Cups left, the top guys are going to start racing the World Cups and then lower-ranked athletes won't get World Cup starts. So it will be very interesting to see what we had it pans out at the end of the season. If there's ever gonna, if there is, there gonna be any races in 2020. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Nobody knows, and even I heard that I don't know if even this year will be any qualification race for the next year. Yeah. It it might be it might be worth just starting afresh as of first of January, and just when the Olympics yeah. are sort of more or less the same date as they were going to be, give or take a day or two. Do you know, if you just mm. almost pretend that it's 2021, everything that was planned for 2022, so, and the qualification just, yeah. and just start from the 1st of January until the Olympics, then I guess that's the first thing, or else just, yeah, it's hard to know. It's It's hard to make decisions when, Nobody knows what's going to happen. 
Yeah, exactly. Like people asking me what what is going to happen what we when we will start racing and I think even the organizers nobody yeah. knows when when we will start because like you have to think the when the IT are planning the they haven't taken every single country into account and every on a different time everyone's diff- working on a different schedule some people are able to train other people so um it is it, it's pretty insane like you can't really start saying okay we can race in new zealand because things seem to be going well over there but then nobody can travel to new zealand and that's only there's can race so yeah yeah not not everyone can race and even i heard that like traveling will be start be very expensive and very hard for tra- to get like traveling purpose, yeah. you know. I guess a lot of the airlines are going to have to try and make back a lot of money for the lost. So you could expect a lot of the, and hotels as well. And, you know, they'll have much business. Yeah. So you might find that everything starts putting the money or the prices up and just makes it so much harder. Especially for us, you know, being on the road nearly all year round, so it'll be. I I I I think I think Bramley's commerce for Dana should come together and give us <laughs> some money, <laughs> like for the like for uh, for Dano, Federer and yeah. Nadal, put some money people out of top hundred to to support <laughs> them in these difficult times. Yeah. That, that. How funny it would be I, I that, right? I can't imagine a few tight Yorkshire men giving up some money. Yeah, tight. Yeah. No. That would be funny, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. pretty crazy. But yeah, it would be... Yeah, because I had like like a tennis player, like they will... If you are out of top 100 you will like they will have difficult to survive do sport and stuff and what about travel is like <laughs> we're doing shit zero yeah. money like on the prize money or or anything and yeah we just it's, it's gonna be pretty bad for lots of people to stay in the sport and just yeah it will be very difficult yeah and, and even sponsors like even sponsors that that want the yeah, help athletes are struggling because you know their businesses aren't going to be going as well unless you're on Zwift or something like that yeah. that's made a fortune out of this scenario. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, are you, are you yeah, doing Zwift? I've been doing it, I guess, with um, with the collarbone. The one thing that I was able to do was just sit on the turbo and then. After a few weeks, I was able to take my arm out of the sling, and so that's the one thing I've been doing the most of. And and then Zwift. Well, is it is it fun? Is it keeps you motivated? Fun. I don't know if it's the right word, but it definitely it's a different motivation than just sitting on a turbo staring at a wall. And um, the the opportunity. Yeah. Are you doing some racing yeah, as well, or I've done a few or races? You um, I don't know how accurate everybody's power meters and and their weights are i'm sure yeah and weight <laughs> there's a few sort of sub 60 guys that 
would be a bit dubious. Um, good fun. Like even yeah. you nearly just got to forget about the results of some of the races and just look at it as a good workout. And uh, but yeah, it's exactly. even nice that I've been able to organize meetups and and ride with people and guys that I went to university with that I haven't ridden a group ride yeah. with in years. Um, so like the other day I was I was riding with guys I went to uni with and just done a a WhatsApp call together and just as if we we're side by side and just oh, catching wow. up that way. So it's just something different. Yeah. That is very cool. Yeah, I tried I tried to get on the Swift but I don't know my my notebook is like don't want to get um with the Bluetooth okay. uh, synchronize with with my power meter and with the not just a power meter and ANT plus so I couldn't find it so yeah I have I have Swift I would love to do it but it's not working and plus if I want to like do that big races like yeah. triathlon series I would have to have uh, oh, a better yeah uh, trainer. Yeah, smart trainer. I I don't have smart okay. trainer, so it would I would have to do some some way some money investment to to keep, get ra yeah. racing. But yeah, I don't need to like I would love to do it, but I can go outside. We don't have restriction, and like we meet with the friends, and yeah, we we have some good rides done. So, so you're able. I like photos like you've now, been with groups on the bike. Yeah, but we have like a mask on, and like we we should we should be not too many. But yeah, it's it's getting better and better now. Like our government is releasing, we can do much more things, and now it's pretty safe because last for last week we had just just like every day like one six five people affected okay. per day. No, no, like very little deaths. We have only twenty deaths in total, and the most most is because uh, in one um, Aldery house they 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 were were not doing testing and and there were lots of old people just from one older house yeah. get died. So we would be like we are one of the That's best good. countries for the in Europe, the safe yeah. safest. So. That's why now we can we can do so much more things because we stop like everything really really from yeah. the start. So that's good because really like it is nice that I have the opportunity when the collarbones right that I can go outside. But I won't. I still currently wouldn't be allowed to meet up with anyone. It would just be so riding. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. so tricky. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's, so it's crazy just everybody's in a different boat but like I guess it makes triathlon seem so so small and irrelevant at times when everything like this is going on yeah, yeah exactly what did I wanted to ask yeah yeah what last last time when like, you were you were going to Sarasota yeah. right and you were you were quite quite pissed that your your race was cancelled, right? What was your thought at that time? Um, I guess it was 
it was difficult because Sarasota got cancelled and Malilaba went ahead. And then I was just, I didn't know what was going to happen because at that stage, nobody knew if it was going to be the whole season or if it was just going to be like these two races might make a difference. And it was, at the time it was crazy because everything was happening and everything was changing every day. You know, there was two races in Sarasota. And so I was staying in Florida and there was two races back to back. There was one Continental Cup and one um, World Cup. And the World Cup was a week after, but it got cancelled first. And then we were like going to bed, getting ready to drive from Claremont to Sarasota to get ready for the race in two days time for the Continental Cup. And then in the middle of the night, got an email that mm. it was cancelled as well. So then sort of, then we sort of decided, okay, we'll just yes. stay in Florida. We'll have a training camp. We'll get ready for Brasilia World Cup for Bermuda. And, and then we were like, right, we'll just... We, we, we were, you know, we were yeah. with Laddie in, in Australia. And yeah, he was, he was in contact with you and he was telling me all this. They were like, you are crazy. Like, like we, I, I was, I had in my head, like this, this virus is going to be crazy. Like everything is going to stop. Like, like two weeks or one week before Mululaba, I start see it, like how it goes, how it's spreading. And like, oh shit, man, no Olympics is happening. Like, because I was like checking and, and see like all around the world what is happening. And it was just like really yeah. clear. Like, well, like, is is nothing's gonna happen this year? We... It's crazy. And no, and and everyone I talked to, they were like, "What are you talking about? Like, we go to New New Plymouth after this. We go to Brazil." And I was like, "I'm getting my flights back home. Like, nothing happening yeah. for sure." And they were like, "What? What I'm talking about? You know?" So it was quite quite fun to see like. Yeah. It was like some people I was, like, didn't I was see this. And you in Australia, and you were saying some things, but we were in America and in Florida. And Florida, just Claremont, um, we just felt like we were in a little bubble. And like the American media were playing it down. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the same in Murulaba. And, like the people was just, just didn't care, yeah. just go outside, just doing the thing. There was no. But you you see like Italy that time it was going crazy and I if if you don't do like like stop everything it's it's yeah. just go ballistic mm -hmm. in the country. But like I don't know Australia it was I don't know if it's the temperature the humidity or something but they it was it didn't spread that much there it's really yeah. really safe there. Yeah, but we we when we were in America we just didn't know. I guess it was starting to get worse at home in Ireland um and the UK and they were getting they were hearing all about Italy and, and getting all that news and then we were out in America and America and Trump were just like, Oh, it's not too bad and, you know, it's just on a few cruise ships in New York and LA. Yeah. It's a flu. It's, it's a seasonal flu. It's all good. Um and then just gradually like things started getting worse in Europe and it was Trump started then um 
span and travel. And we were just like, right, change the flights. We're getting out as soon as possible. Um, and then that's when I broke my yeah. collarbone. Um, yeah. We had booked the flights to leave on the Monday. On Friday, we booked flights for Monday because the two races got cancelled. Like, we'll just go on a long spin on Sunday, pack the bikes and just fly out the next day. And um, maybe 300 metres from the front door of the house. And I just went. And um, yeah, I, at, at first I thought the chain just came off. And I just went down, just went over the handlebars. But I actually, I snapped my chain stay in half. And um, my the chain stay, like, it didn't even hit the ground. So I'm thinking maybe the frame was cracked. And when I went to put the power mm -hmm. down, then the frame cracked and pulled the chain off and I went over the handlebars. So, but then you oh, sort of, shit. you know, if I had been racing in Sarasota that day that I was supposed to, it could have happened in a race. You know, it could have, if the races hadn't yeah. been cancelled, it could have been ha happened in a more important race. So, um, it's one of those things. But mm. I guess the timing of a broken collarbone couldn't happen. At a better time for an athlete when there's nobody yeah. um no no races and nobody's even able to train. Like I wouldn't really have believed if someone had said you break your collarbone and nobody else in the world is able to swim at the same time. You know, it just seems crazy. Mm. That's just yeah, that's it's like it's like some some saying that like the the happiness like you're lucky or you're unlucky is yeah. really relevant, you know. You're lucky you're in America, but you you're unlucky yeah. that you crash. You're lucky that this coronavirus, but you're unlucky yeah. you stay at home. It's just like it's yeah. really relevant, right? It's so funny to see like how how um, close is it, right? Yeah, everything just I don't know. You could say everything happens for a reason, but at the same time, you know, it's just it is just luck. It's just fluke, like it. It could have been a lot worse, um, yeah. but it's not too bad. Yeah. 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 So, so you had a really like bad lag, and you have to be really like upset that like everything is going down. Yeah, it, it was worse because then, um, <laughs> you know, we changed the flights. I cracked the, I broke, came off the back, broke the collarbone, straight to A and E in America. And the last place I wanted to be was a hospital. Um, and then I didn't know if I needed surgery or whatever. So I was just talking to the doctors. And it's like, I have a flight in less than 24 hours. Just whatever you need to do, just patch me up. I need to get on that flight. Don't do anything. Um, and mm -hmm. the guys I was with uh, packed my bike while I was in, at the hospital. And we had other Triathlon Ireland staff there that were like, super good at just sort of looking after me in the hospital and stuff which was good and then it was just so stressful it went from like less than 24 hours I'd broke a collarbone been to NE got a flight and we're like flying the only flights we could get was through Canada and then Canada start started like closing their borders so then the flights after us were starting to get cancelled and we were in the, like the last flight from America to Canada and I'm like not able to lift the, any of my bags, and the guys are just carrying us. Like, just get me home. Like we need to get out of America. 
we just thought we were going to be stuck for months that we'll never get out if we don't make it out that one day. So, um, yeah. It's just like yeah, a movie, could, right? Uh, all of a sudden, you know, the pressure of the racing sort of like dropped because the races got cancelled. But then you went, it was just waves of emotion. You were sort of annoyed that the races got cancelled. Then you realised that, you know, there's much more serious things happening in the world. So you just accept it. And then you break a collarbone and then you feel real selfish. You're like, oh, you know, why did it have to happen to me? And then people yeah. are like, perfect timing. And you're like, I guess so. It's good timing. Then you, you just constantly, your mood's changing. Yeah. So it was a pretty, pretty crazy 24 hours. Yeah. Brian is asking if, if you, if it was big, big pain during the fight. <laughs> Not too much, actually, I, I guess. Um, the American, the and the NE in America prescribed pretty pretty good painkillers. And I don't, yeah, <laughs> good drugs. I don't think there. I've been able to get them at home, um, <laughs> but they definitely they definitely made flying a lot easier. <laughs> you 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 might race with yeah, that goal. Maybe I have to ask what they were. <laughs> no, um, just yeah, um, it wasn't too bad. I, I think even just the adrenaline and everything happening so fast and I didn't really think about it too much. Just got on the flight, tried to get to sleep and that was it. And I was back home and yeah, so it wasn't too painful. At least I would have struggled if I was with myself, by myself, but with other two Irish triathletes, James and Con, and they were super just helping pack all yeah. my stuff and carrying all my luggage. So, um, it, it was much easier traveling with a group of three. That's nice from them. Yeah, it's it's quite nice. If you would have to go by yourself, no, like no, you support, can do it. But the thing, the the things would yeah. be even worse. But it, like it could happen. There's times where I think a couple of years ago in Yokohama, when we were, I think we were in the same hotel, and we were like, yeah, we were quite far away yeah. from the race course, and it was the day that. It rained and there was a few yes. crashes, and I had crashed and, and broke my wheel with like no no staff, no mm -hmm. other athletes. You know, you walk the whole way from. Thankfully, I wasn't injured that day, but sort of on those occasions, you like if I had broke a bone, you know, how would I have got from the race course, the hotel, to pack a bike, to fly home all by myself? But um, no, it's good to have those sort of yeah. people around you that support and I think that's the important thing in triathlon sometimes you know it's an individual sport but there's definitely it's good to have a, a good team around you it's a risky yeah. sport <laughs> if you don't have a team yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's, it's nice that like we are really really good uh, community even we are in a pro Pro level that we are like rivals, but I guess each we we each other help in a in, in yeah definitely times. like I guess even last year that was really relevant when I guess I left or got thrown out of my training group <laughs> and all of a sudden and then yeah. you're like oh you know what's gonna happen and then I guess that was our first camp together you reached out. Um, and basically 
invited me to Sam Ritz straight away. And, you know, it's crazy. I guess me and you are nearly competing for a similar spot. One of the last spots. But yeah. <laughs> being prepared to sort of just reach out and invite someone, help them in difficult. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we, we fight to each other. And at the moment, it's like, it's like really about the one spot. But you... You you against another hundred yeah. athletes, so it's like one one in time. Like I'm gonna have three good races, and suddenly I will be in fifteen position different, and I'm gonna yeah. fight with other people or opposite, like you. Like you you're gonna do three good races, and suddenly I'm not gonna fight with you. You know, it's it's all also relevant that like you you don't know. You just want to get better and and get the best out of yourself and if that's been like uh be on the podium be be qualifying or whatever that that's that's what you suppose so support where you supposed yeah. to be you know and not the way that like oh i'm gonna i'm not gonna help each other we're gonna like fight against each other do like broke i will broke <laughs> your bike or something like on the on the race, we we don't give no. anything. Uh, we don't help too much each other, but yeah. No, no, it's yeah, it's funny. What's Brian asking now? When did you guys think racing will return, and how's your training program changed much at the moment? Um, when what when do you think the racing will come back? Yeah, I I have no clue. I think maybe some some races maybe. Continental Cups probably first because it would like if Europe can get do something you can do something here but without like points just keep racing maybe a Asia will race you know it depends where we'll be yeah. able to race and yes as as you said end of or next next year we might get but with the virus you never know we might get the second wave and and it will all stops in november you know like like i heard the that that they want to do abu dhabi in november and stuff but like look like when the the weather get a little bit worse it will be more pronate that the the virus will be even even like spreading much yeah. quicker you know i i, I don't think it's is is not spreading in uh, humid and hot weather, but but it's is much less time on the on the floor on on the you know on the steel and stuff is also touching you know so so this is also uh, something to think about and yeah what was the the question that your training program changed. Yeah, well, so I, I, I'm just my priority to get healthy with yeah. my running, and I'm working with my physio a little bit, and yeah, getting strong glutes, and so I'm, I'm, I'm building up my running, a little bit swimming because the water is still quite cold, so I do just like two times, three times max yeah. swimming a week, two times. So I don't worry too much about swimming if it's too cold. And I'm just, I'm, what I can do is cycling. So I did pre, like last five weeks, lots of cycling. And I did every every week some some kind of challenge for myself. 
and yeah i was building up up like first week i did like 160k second week i did like six hours on the mountain bike quite quite hard like that was one one of the most intensive session for my my years like high high high, hard rate long time so that was pretty hard and then another week i did 300k cycling like 35 average yeah yeah if if you prepare yourself it's not this hard you know like i yeah i I mean i mean it's not easy but i've I've, I've done uh, if if it's it's more mental mental thing you know i've done 200k before but um i definitely would like to increase it i think that's the important thing with no racing coming up and setting challenges something that that's going to motivate like even talking to another friend and they were saying about people doing like 5k times and different things but those are things that you can do in your normal season like i'm not that aren't going to mess things up whereas you know a challenge like running somewhere different or you doing six hours in a mountain bike that's not something you would have had the opportunity to do in the middle of the season or even winter training so i think it's important yeah because yeah. it's winter it's cold you don't no. want to be six hours on so it's <laughs> a good opportunity now to try slightly different things and things you wouldn't normally do yeah. that are still going to get you fit and you're still going to benefit from but that you've maybe wanted to do for a while but it's just not been feasible in season or when you're actually preparing for, for races. Exactly. Your sister is asking. She's asking, has my dad changed in lockdown compared to racing? And she probably knows <laughs> that I don't have the best dad at the best of times, but um, no, it hasn't really changed much. Um, I guess now I'm starting to cook more, so it's not really very adventurous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not no, restaurants. I think that's just the thing. When you're on the road so much, you sometimes eat out. Um, even Especially around races, when you're staying in a hotel and you can't cook for yourself. Uh, it's crazy like, how often or how much even money you spend on restaurants. Rest- I know some athletes yeah. will bring rice cookers yeah. and things like that, but you know, that would cause me more stress trying to go out and find ingredients and make sure that I could cook stuff in a hotel room. And, you know, sometimes just going down Italian and keeping it simple is is the easiest thing. So yeah. that's definitely changed. What about your dad? You're still keeping keeping Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trying as much as possible yeah. plant based. And my my wife uh She's a great yeah. cooker, and she's she's uh she has a new <laughs> hobby, and she's uh, uh doing like baking the yeah. bread her own. So that is pretty fun, and yeah, it's it's quite hard actually, but she's doing a good job. So I eat <laughs> in her bread. How happened? Is no. that happen? You know, and we did uh some, uh some gardening and. We we waiting for some other other fruits and veggies, so we look oh, so you're growing your that. own stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, on nice. the balcony, but it's it, 
we did quite quite like it's lots of lots of stuff here like lemon and stuff and it's it's glass yeah. it's glassed so it it can get really okay, like really a, hot there during yeah. the day so yeah like a greenhouse yes no, cool. yes you have a question uh why did you <laughs> get why part of the origin and It wasn't my choice, um, I guess, the week before um, Edmonton last year. I was just called into a meeting with with the coach from Origin and just a- asked to leave. And there was, I wasn't given much details. I was told I knew what the reason was, but um, I, I don't, I don't really know. Um, everything had been going okay. I hadn't actually been. Hadn't seen the coach since um, Malulaba New Plymouth because I'd just been on the road and doing different races and hadn't really even been with the group. So there wasn't too much I could have done wrong. But um, there was clearly a a sort of difference in opinion. Yeah. And um, it was quite a stressful time because it was the week leading into Edmonton. So I had to change the whole season. Um I guess I rebooked my flights. I was supposed to go. I was in Boulder at the time, and I was supposed to go Boulder, Edmonton, back to Boulder. But I just um, flew home from Edmonton, and then just got everything in place. And then that's when you invited me up to Samaritz. So went from Edmonton home, and then from home to Samaritz, and then we were together up there until Tokyo. Was it Tokyo? Yeah, yeah, later Tokyo. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it was a, it was a yeah, great campaign. I def- definitely want to go back. That's one of the things I probably like miss the most out of the season. Like you enjoy the racing and the traveling, but um, you know sometimes those training camps, especially at altitude, are somewhere amazing as Samaritz. You know those are the highlights of the season, um, for me anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna really miss this year some yeah. for sure. It's such a such a great vibe there, and you feel such a power, like you have so much energy, power there, and and want to train as much as possible. It's it's a great yeah. It was place. really cool. It was the first time I'd been up, and um, yeah, it was definitely a great opportunity to come up, and I guess super expensive, but um, unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, I think um, we've probably that before, but, but I, maintaining but, swim fitness. I was quite interested that you that you were saying yeah. the band working, the band work was so was so effective being out of the water. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there is two things. Like the first is overall fitness, like keep overall fitness. So whatever cycling, running, jumping, yeah, whatever it is, like overall fitness, that's gonna help you to get back quicker. And then, then the second thing is just like, just just tune up the muscles and get get them strong, get the shoulders, and flexibility. And you actually might might really get strong stronger. Like I remember when I was like kid, and one one of my friend he couldn't swim uh, because he broke. I don't know what he he has injury, 
but he couldn't go in, into the pool, but he was like doing so much bend working. And he, he go back and he improved so much, like he was beating okay. everyone. So since that time, I was really, I really know how it yeah. works really well. Like if you're doing frequently, like you're doing good job with this. Yeah. That's my advice. <laughs> if you can't swim. Actually, sometimes when you do like just swimming, lapping, I think sometimes it's good just like do a little bit different and go back and try it again. And you will, you will feel Yeah, stronger. it'll be interesting if just even, because a lot of us have swam all our lives and done a lot of the similar things year on year. And yeah, you always try to change something each season. But um, it'll be interesting if just that hitting the re reset button and refreshing from being out of the water for so long will help change things up and slightly um, improve technique or, or strength with the band stuff. So you never know. It'll it, it be a benefit in the long yeah. run. Yeah, definitely. I was... I, I had two yeah. questions for you. Two more, two last questions. And first is free, say three things you are proud of you have learned as a pro athlete. Like what 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 skills you learned while you were pro athlete and you're like you are happy that you, you went away as a pro athlete. And what what, what did um, you learn? I think definitely um independence is probably the, the biggest thing. I guess I got a, a little from going away from home for university and being independent, but um, I guess even starting to travel um, around the time of sort of university in the past four years, um, you know, the amount of countries that we've been in, the amount of flights and even getting through airports and train stations and with different languages, not being able to speak the language. Like one of my first solo trips was in Japan. I did a continental cup after world university games and you're trying to get a train from the airport out to the outskirts of Osaka. And you know, it's, it's not like Europe where you can sort of guess what the words are, follow the signs, but you get out of the plane and everything's just symbols. You know, you have no other option other than just work it out and, and go for it. And, you know, the skills that you you learn being on the road um, will stand by me um, for everything else. Um, and then I guess at university, I, I did primary education um, to be a teacher. But, and, but I haven't been in the mm -hmm. teaching, but I think just even all the different opportunities of traveling the world and seeing so many different countries is something that would be beneficial to bring back the teaching afterwards rather than just going from university straight into a classroom and teaching. So just that sort of life experience and um, opportunities to see the world is definitely um, something that I would never have got, um, you know, not doing professional sport. I think last year I was on something like 49 flights in the year and 20 different countries. So, do you know that no matter how many holidays you would yeah, want to have yeah. in a year, you would never tick off that amount of countries. And um, 
it's crazy that yeah you you have to learn like one is is like you might you might travel like for holidays yeah. and something but you are there for jobs and you are forced to to be on point yeah. to be focused to to don't spending too much energy on the stupid stuff to to plan yourself everything so you have to also be like flexible with with all the stress we have before the race or after yeah. the race to as you said to to manage everything yeah it's a it's a good yeah, school definitely, for this yeah it's definitely it's fine to be sort of advantageous in even any jobs after um triathlon like even just the way your story of china you know having to deal with the stress and the adversity and being flexible um from flights being cancelled leading into the race like changing flights getting out there sleepless nights but still trying still having to be like 100% focused and keep on sort of yeah your eye on the ball and and dealing with all that adversity um so definitely that determination and adversity is something that comes from being a pro athlete I've definitely learned yeah perfect yeah. perfect answer mate and the second and last is uh three things you want to get better at running <laughs> with help with my triathlon <laughs> it's a uh, more more skills like like i don't know it it does it's not like running or or swimming like some kind of skill you would want to improve i could definitely improve my cooking of like a... <laughs> i could definitely improve Sorry? my cooking and be more independent um cooking yeah mm. just different things like that um i don't know Is there anything that you would improve or what? Right, I would improve <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My my wife would said I I should do some some more uh homework oh, yeah. at home. So I would like yeah. to do that. I would like to Yeah, I would like to start like better to to manage uh, like my injuries like to to know what what I can do better and stuff so like listen more my body that's what, what yeah. I'm learning and I think even yeah. for for me like now sometimes you're focused on just like swim bike run strength all the time and um, but now that there is actually more time and now that we don't even there's so many of the small things that you can concentrate on like even smaller exercises core yeah that you maybe do during the season but not to the extent of having more time and even sleep and recovery and uh, yeah i think also sleep is one of yeah. the things i want but i think pro think. probably the main thing that um, i've been so lazy with and always said that i would improve but never got round to it is languages you know like mm. i guess there's such a um uh, because everybody sort of speaks english in in many different countries that you nearly get very lazy um even in schools like 
there's not a, as big an emphasis on learning second languages. You, we all do it at school. Like growing up, you could do sort of Spanish, French, German, but um, I definitely didn't take it seriously. You are you are not you are not forced to like just just yeah. To that so I, I think having the opportunity or having being fluent in in a second language for me. Um, would be definitely something that I would love to improve on. I feel quite, um, quite bad that when you do, when you are in the circuit around so many professional athletes, and there's there's quite a few athletes that have far more than just two languages. That um, it's quite sad that all I can speak is English. So it's definitely I would like to improve on. Maybe you might you might race for French team. They they they're pretty bad with the English, so you would be forced to speak yeah, just, French just more. Yeah, just be sort of surrounded by it all the time. And I think, yeah, I think if I went to to France, Fran French is the one language that I learned the most in school. I've definitely forgot most of it, but I think it would at least I have some of the basics that it might come back. To. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. I think we 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 cover covered quite yeah. quite a lot. If you have any question, no, I th I think I'm I'm pretty good. That was a good catch up. We haven't talked in a while, so nice day. Yeah, yeah. I I know I'm I'm gonna call <laughs> you. So I I I was just just leaving for this uh for yeah. this conversation. So it will yeah, be organic. And possibly a bit more PG than a. It might have been if it wasn't live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great catch up. Hope so you will yeah. do well and say hi to your mom. Hope so. Yeah. Best luck for her, for her work and everything. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up anyway. Thank you. And say hello to the... Yeah. Keep safe. Have a great... Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you very much for all the oh, calls yeah, for Isabel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope yeah. they still fit and they're good. Yes, she, she oh, loves yes. them. No problem. She's so cool yeah. with that. Yep. Good. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye.